Good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. My name is Eric Cedarstrom, and we are live from the Hole in the Ceiling Studios in beautiful Deer Valley, Arizona. And I hope this finds you well, no matter where you are in this world gone mad. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. We offer legal, lawful, constitutional tenders, things that are real, things that don't float around in a computer cyberspace, things that only you know where they are, things that you can count on when you can't count on anything else. Protect your tomorrows with something that wasn't born yesterday. Call one 800 951 You can also head out to the World Wide Web, the information superhighway for all us old-timers at allamericangold.com. It's updated daily. It's got prices. It's got news. It's got everything. You can order to the wee hours of the morning. You can go out there and just get lost in the endless plethora of knowledge and news that's on there, the blogs that are there, allamericangold.com with news to comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. I'm former CEO Eric Cedarstrom. I was sitting in fairly regularly on Fridays, but I've taken the last month or maybe two or three off. Just just life gets in the way, and I'm glad Joe still lets me come in here and get to get off uh, my chest what, what ails me. But Joe does a great job. Uh, it's a quiet day here in the Valley of the Sun. The clouds are coming in. Uh, March is coming in like a lamb, about 80-plus degrees, and you got Arlene out front and Father Time, Joe Jaquin, sitting in front of me. Joe, i got to tell you, you have taken the no-shave November to a new all-time. <laughs> so what is going on? He, this guy looks like Forrest Gump before they rescued him. <laughs> he's, out, he's out. Tim and Tom Hanks is on some island somewhere. Listen, you lost all credibility when you said the beautiful Deer Valley Air Park. <laughs> I mean... People have described the air park a bunch of times, never with the adjective beautiful. Beautiful is not in the vernacular. Well, I got to tell you, they've gone a long way. They, uh, you know, they built right behind us here these beautiful uh, flex warehouses, and I mean, you could literally probably put the Phoenix Coyotes in them. They're that empty still. You know, there here was their. Well, idea. it was what four or five buildings, and they've got uh, one, rented. one, and not, and it's not all rented, but they've got one person one company is in one of the buildings you know who owns it uh this is the realtor in me i looked it up I did. bank of america oh they uh, built it bank of america hey, congratulations so bank of america built this because remember if you read the news articles uh phoenix was losing great opportunity because we didn't have big enough warehouse you know we didn't have we were losing all these jobs that we could have been creating so they decided that they would build uh, a slot need for the american industry here in phoenix that uh 6,000 square foot warehouses. <laughs> they figured, you know, if you read the Arizona Republic, that uh, everybody would come flocking into them. Yeah, it's been a year or two. Bank of America may have misread all that. So, But anyway, I think they're beautiful. Don't you? Okay. Yeah, I think they're nice looking. You know, I've been doing this well off and on. You know, we started. I've been listening to your shows, and you've been a little nostalgic going back 20 years here and how things have changed. And it's just amazing what we're facing today in this country and the uh it brings to me the famous words came to mind when i was kind of thinking about doing a show today and that of course is a house divided against itself cannot stand and that's your guy right there abraham lincoln yep. up in the corner and if you think about it today you really can't there's never been any time that i've been alive where you got to really watch your step out there I mean, if you make a comment in the wrong crowd, a riot can break. <laughs> right. I, isn't it crazy? 
I mean, it's crazy. And this country is divided as ever. And you know what's funny is this country just had its head in the sand. You know, we've been doing radio, Joe and I, for 05, and I started doing it with Dr. Norm Resnick, God rest his soul, in uh, 1994, I believe, was the first interview I did with Dr. Norm. And uh, I've never seen anything like it. There was a fight at the YMCA. Did you see that? I did see yeah, that. Yeah, they had CNN on. Two guys they they now will no longer have the 24-hour news channels on the televisions at the YMCA because of the conflict, apparently, that watching the news is now causing. Now, people believe that there's no way that we're ever going to get over this. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that America in general, it's kind of like, you know, I was a bouncer in my younger ages, and... Uh, I worked the, the doors and the clubs here in Phoenix years ago, and um, you, you learned if a husband and wife were fighting, if you get in the middle of them, they'll both start beating on you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me at him! Right, Let right. me at him! So they're trying to kill each other. The minute you grab one of them, the other one tries to get you. Now they both want to beat you. So that was in Bouncer School 101. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now, I mean, I think in the, uh, what we're facing, I mean, obviously 9-11, the country, didn't matter who you were, liberal or Democrat, didn't, did it? Nope. No, I mean, uh, conservative, whatever your your uh, political persuasion was, it didn't matter because it became uh, quite chic to be an American. And I believe the other events, whether it be military, uh, terrorism, or economic, if you go back to the Great Depression, the Grapes of Wrath, um, you know, work camps, people pulled together. They all helped each other because we were America. America pulled together because we were going to get out of this. Now we've come through uh, probably a situation where we've just an economic cycle, obviously much worse than the Great Depression, and just the sheer uh, veracity of the victims that have been, you know, people that have lost their homes, and, and it's just been horrible. And, of course, Wall Street's been bailed out, and the ultra-rich and the uber-rich have been bailed out, and all the wrong people have been bailed out, and they didn't help any of the Americans, and nobody really rallied together to save your neighbor's home. You know, we didn't have that. We didn't have Americans rallied, so we're still bickering, still fighting until the next great tragedy. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday, where the blind leads the stupid. We'll be back after these messages. Patriot Radio News Hour, rocking and firing on a Friday. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. Joe Jaquin sitting in, Arlene out front, uh, Cliff's in the back. My wife's in Washington. My youngest daughter, Leanne. Uh, the graduate. The graduate with her bachelor's in nursing passed her NCLEX well, national nurse exam and on Monday and informed us that she's accepted a position in Vancouver, Washington, as a registered nurse. So the last of the Cedarstrom Mohicans is packing her truck. I've been working on it for three days. It should be out of the shop this morning in about another hour or so. And uh, she's She was always the smartest one of the bunch. I know. And that's why she's getting out. She's getting out. <laughs> but, you know, I'm out of here. Oh, we got mixed emotions. You know, it's... Uh, um, so you are now going to be officially official 
empty nester. Empty nester. And I'm down to one dog. I mean, it's... Oh, uh, you've had a bad yeah, luck we've dog. Yeah, we lost two dogs in three months. And, and uh, it's been uh, quite a run, but we could not be prouder of our uh, daughter. She's the best. She is. And she's going to start her life, and out she goes. She's got She starts Tuesday, so she's got to hit the road. She's packing up. And that's what, you know, they paid her... She had to go there to make... To get wages. To yeah. get wages. Yeah, Because they wouldn't pay nearly that much here. So... And uh, we're, you know, Lori and I, we're going to miss her something horrible. But, but you know, you only got kids on loan, kind of like beer. <laughs> <laughs> you just have them for a while, and you do the best you can. And then they're gone. But uh, it's, uh, it's been something. I'll never forget putting her on the air uh, here. You you old-timers that go all the way back to the mothership, uh, KHNC, K-Harvest Radio. Um that uh, when Ross Perot was <laughs> running in, she was the only kid in her class who stood up to vote for Ross Perot. <laughs> so I had her on the air, and she called Bill Clinton a scumbag. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? Her, her grandparents gave her savings bonds uh, when she was younger. and she I remember brought, those. Yeah, she brought them to me when she was about eight and says, Dad, I want to trade them in for silver. So we did. That's six bucks. <laughs> so I'm holding on to her silver for it. She doesn't get it till we get a grandchild. So that's where we're at. Our oldest is married off, and uh, we have a grandchild now, little baby Emma. God, is she cute. If I'd have known grandkids were that much fun, I'd have had them first. <laughs> right, forget the kids. I know. Go right to the grandkids. These are perfect little things they invented. They go, you know, oh, they're cute. Ha ha. Play with them. They go, what? They open their mouth one second. You go, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I smell something. Right, Bye. It's not mine. I don't know who she is. So, so our oldest daughter Erica, she's having a rough time with her sister, heading out for the great white northwest. But uh, mom and mom and I are as proud as we could be. So we wish Leanne the the best and. She'll still be out there via telephone, and I have a reason now to go halibut fishing. She's right there on uh, on the Columbia River. I think they call it Buoy Ten or Ilwaco. I'm going to tell you right so now that that's good. That's so, actually a positive. Halibut at my house every winter. I'm going to spend my summers up there, so I'm looking forward to it. So we were talking about heading into the break about Americans, how they come together in tragedies, and this tragedy that we just went through. Nobody cared about. I don't know how many was it. Twenty eight hundred homes a day in Phoenix being foreclosed on. Did you see anybody protesting? Did you see anybody standing out? Save the people in Scottsdale. They're all losing their homes. It didn't happen. This country didn't pull together. Matter of fact, under the Obama administration, we got farther apart. Well, as Joe says, he always hates it when I make these oddball comments, but I, I have a feeling that we are going to be facing another challenge in this country where we either uh, all pull together and rise above it as a country, or we're going to slip into oblivion of the Ro- similar to the Roman Empire. And I believe that we are at the doorstep of that. And I believe that the final step, will, the final blow, will be economics. And you forget. And our our president, our guy, my guy, is running the show, and he's doing a heck of a job. I couldn't be prouder of this president. I couldn't be prouder of being American. But it. In all fairness, and he's, he's said it over and over again, he's inherited a mess of epic proportions. And I don't know if they can put the genie back in the box. 
I don't know if it can be done. I sincerely hope so. They get the smokestacks running, get people back to work, everything's going. But he's facing such a headwind in this country. But they are going to have to address the national debt. Oh, he's addressing it, just not the way you think he's addressing it. Well, they're not addressing the real debt, which, you know, you've got the $20 trillion, the one you see, but how about the unfunded liabilities, which at one point now I think are $70 trillion? Uh, 84. 84 see, every trillion, year that so. unfunded, because in order for that to be, you have to put that in the bank like right this second. So every year that goes by, that number jumps by, by you know, Eight, ten, twelve trillion dollars a year, and then you again you think of all the spending that that he wants to do, and we need to do. And the one thing that I keep saying is, you know, everyone wants the spending, but no one wants those tariffs. Right? right. You need, we need them. We got to pay for it somehow. They got to do it. Right? The, I mean, let's face it: the job at McDonald's has got to pay thirty. You've had it right. Oh, I hate to say, it. God, it makes me so mad. <laughs> It's, but you're right. A Big Mac's got to be like 30 bucks. Yeah, ten, ten, ten dollars an hour is not enough. It's not enough. Not even close to not, enough. Not even close to get these people working again. If you're going to build a wall with Anglo-American people, <laughs> do you have any idea what it's going to cost to get them out of their parents' basement and make them get in a Toyota pickup? <laughs> Bring back the El Camino. Right. You, you know what that's going to take to get them to drive 150 miles south to Lukeville and put a trowel in their hands? <laughs> okay, did I say 30? I meant $300 yeah. an hour. That's going to be expensive. You know, you think Hurricane Katrina when they had to put all the mobile homes up and everything? These kids are going to want the tiny house station, you know. <laughs> They're going to want Prevost motorhome buses, you know. Oh, God, I, I got a hangnail. I'm hurt for life. <laughs> Workers' comp. I don't know if it can ever happen. I, I don't know. But Donald Trump's a businessman, okay? And we've discussed this so many times. But how do you address the issue? How do you address this? So you got, so you got $100 trillion in unfunded liability, $105 trillion. So with, with what's reported, and, and right, that's fair? That's fair. So now, as a businessman, you know, and you look at it, people don't get too worried. Well, the national debt's not real. A lot of people say that. Well, yeah. Yes and no. Any of you people still have any savings bonds? And if you want to nope. get, if you want to, but if you did, you'd still want to get paid. You know the bonds. You would like to, right? Yeah, you'd like to see that, and you'd like to see the money buy something. So the only way out of this and where we're at is to address hundred trillion. Again, it's no big deal if everybody's making thirty dollars an hour. An entry level home will have to go, and this is what will happen. It's going to have, and Donald Trump knows it. it's going to have to go from three hundred thousand to six. No big deal. And that's going to be your basic. So your toll brother home will be like three or four million. Right. But here's the problem. Interest rates can't go up while this is happening. This is it the cap. Right. It can't. Right. It absolutely can't. They just can't. Okay. So we have to grow out of this. And that's fine if they stop spending money now. All right. And they get everybody back to work and everything goes and the welfare rolls. You see the thing about welfare in the paper? Joe and I were talking about it. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. This is in the USA Today money section, the, the little blow-in they put in the Arizona Repulsive, which, by the way, whoever is running the Arizona Republic now, shame on you. It's really gotten it's bad. It really, really horrible. has. Horrible. I, I don't know what people they're trying to talk to in that paper. I don't get it at all. They had the front page Sunday, a couple Sundays ago, with an African-American gal that was uh, actually... Um, she was uh, dissed 
I guess, for lack of better words, she was disrespected. Disrespected. She was discriminated against in 1947 in Phoenix. That's a shock. Somebody, uh, you know, that, that in 1947, it happened. Yeah, it happened. Right. But to put it on the front page, I mean, are you kidding me? So I go, with everything that's going on, everything the president's doing. It's kind of like my, okay, here's a news flash for you. Men are pigs. Right. There you right. Go. That's shocker. I'm, I'm sorry it happened. Okay, front page news. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I think it was the same time a Russian, uh, <laughs> Russian... Oh, by the way, I do have to admit, i got to come clean. What? I have also spoken to the Russian consulate. I knew it. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. I had uh, Krispy Kremes and coffee with yeah. Chuck well, Schumer. Schumer. <laughs> Isn't that something? Schumer, what a jerk. He's little Chucky, wind him up, send him back from anywhere. So, yeah, calling for resignations and everything. There's this picture on the Drudge Report. <laughs> right with him <laughs> talking to the Russian yeah. consulate. <laughs> but again, that's Joe. You make the strongest case ever. You always have for uh, term limits. These guys are crazy. But anyway, according to the USA Today, in 1997. Okay. 1997, uh, you were, uh, this company was a, a year into it? That was two Bill, years into it? Yeah, that was Bill Clinton's second year in office. Right. We were starting no, to run... No, fifth year in office. Right, fifth, because right. second term. Right, second term. Second term. We were running the fake budget surpluses, remember? Right. 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 And, and Alan Greenspan was the... He was the maestro back then. And we're going to have the whole deficit paid off by 2010. Now, see, back then you could get food stamps, the ones that you actually had to pull out of a book. Correct. They had the booklet. Little, right. They had little uh, seals on them and... The minute you saw that, you know, anyone who used those, uh, hey, Frank, food stamp, uh, 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 food stamps on aisle four, you know, it was like, so nobody used them, you know, you, you shopped at 3 a.m. at the El Rancho supermarket, but uh, four million people were on welfare, according to uh, the USA Today in 1997. Now, they're trying to tell us, as of fiscal 2016, only 638,000 people are on welfare. Here's the point, okay? The point is the article, to just cut through all the noise, is that they're saying that how can Donald Trump put all these people back to work when only 638,000 of them are on welfare? They're saying he can't be done. He can't put, he can't bring them can't put back. Million, you can't put millions back to work. There's only 638,000 adults on welfare. Right. So what did they do? I looked at that, and I brought it in, and I said to Joe, how is this possible? He goes, well, read the article. And I did. I go through it. It goes down. There's 8.7 million children in 1997 that were uh, getting some sort of, of help. But only 4 million people on food stamps and now are on welfare, and now only 638,000. On that headline, you would think that this country's booming. Booming. Boom. Unfortunately. It's a great headline. How many people are on public assistance? Now, welfare is called, they don't call it welfare. If you're on welfare, okay, you're one of 630,000. Do you realize what it takes just to get on welfare? Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, this is the beauty of it all, is, hey, I got an idea. Let's break up the buckets, and we'll call them all different things, and that way it'll be impossible for people to figure it out. And I'm sure the this very astute journalist did a lot of research to come up with that article to say, like, oh, my God, look at how great we're doing, not realizing at all yep. 
the, the whole thing's just an absolute uh, paper shuffle. You know, you think about it. How can you say, what was the number, 800,000 people on, on welfare? Six, yeah. 638,000, my bad. And yet 43 million people are on food stamps. Isn't that funny? Hmm. I guess that's not the same so thing. So wait a minute. So in 2016, <laughs> a little bit more than 638,000 people are getting uh, public assistance. Now that's the Obama. That may not be technically what he's calling welfare. Right, not technically. So how many people? Forty-three million. Forty-three million. Maybe forty-four million. I'm not. I gotta look. I'll have to look it up. Forty-three. Somewhere between forty-three and forty-five million. Do you think how many people do you think it's going to take to? You know, see, Trump wants to put everybody back to work and do it and rebuild infrastructure. Yes. Great Depression era project. Yes, he wants to spend a trillion dollars on that. Got to put the dams back in. Yes. Uh, Cooley Dam. This land is your land. Uh, or. Redo all the, you know what? What do you got? Hey, listen, we'll just start taking highways, tearing them up, and replacing them. They do that. Right? In Japan, they do that all the time. They blow up perfectly good bridges and redo them. But you know what? Our infrastructure needs it. The roads are pretty rough. Roads are rough. The only problem. Airport. I don't know if you've ever flown into the Philadelphia airport. You talk about rough. When you go by there, we're doing a big project over here on the 101 the other day, and I was stuck in traffic waiting, looking at them. Not one of the workers spoke English. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, who's going to do this work? I don't know. It's going to be crazy, isn't it? Hang on to your hat. It's halftime. It can only get better. Smoke them if you got them. Leave the driving to This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Hyatt. Today is an anniversary you probably didn't hear about. On March 3, 1865, President Abraham Lincoln signed an act of Congress for the last time before his assassination. This new law required that the motto, In God We Trust, be inscribed on all our national coins. Years later, on March 3, 1931, Congress adopted Francis Scott Key's Star-Spangled Banner as our national anthem. The fourth stanza of the song proclaims, And this be our motto, in God is our trust. This motto was then inscribed in the U.S. House and Senate chambers, on a tribute block inside the Washington Monument, and on a stained-glass window in the chapel of the U.S. Capitol. This motto has been frequently quoted by our nation's presidents. President Harry Truman said in 1949, When the U.S. was established, the motto was, In God We Trust. That is still our motto, and we place our firm trust in God. Then, when President Dwight Eisenhower spoke at a ceremony in 1954 honoring the first stamp bearing the motto, In God We Trust, he said, America's greatness has been based upon a spiritual quality, symbolized by the postage stamp that will be issued today, which places a message Here is the land that lives in respect for the Almighty's mercy to us. Each of us hereafter fastening such a stamp on a letter cannot fail to feel something of the inspiration that we do whenever we read In God We Trust. And President Ronald Reagan said in his 1981 National Day of Prayer proclamation, Our national motto, In God We Trust, was not chosen lightly. It reflects a basic recognition that there is a divine authority in the universe to which this nation owes homage. Words like this wonderful motto of ours are under attack in the public arena today. Radical, liberal, and atheist groups frequently file new lawsuits challenging the acknowledgement of God in public view, especially when it comes from civil government. 
we urge you to cooperate with Phyllis Schlafly Eagles and other patriotic groups who are defending our national motto and revitalizing the recognition that as a nation, truly, in God we trust. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Religious liberty is under attack. In schools, churches, and private businesses, a new wave of hostility to religion is being touted by the media and upheld by radical judges. To share your thoughts and experiences, go to pseagles.com and join the blog conversation. That's pseagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. This land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. Hey, that's our producer, Ramon, man, playing Woody Guthrie. He's got to be the sharpest producer ever, man. Is that clever? That's clever. You know, that song was written... uh, uh, not the way you would think. It was written as uh, kind of like, "Hey, this is why are the why do I, why can't I get into the national parks? You know, right. why do I got to pay admissions?" And you know, my theory on all that. When we went off the gold standard is when they started flying the UN flags in our national parks. Nixon did that, so closed the gold window on the foreign bondholders. And then all of a sudden, we got UN flags flying in our national parks. So that's what's really back in our debt. Our land, they're just not making that anymore either. one 800 951 That's great. Great job, Ramon. That was great playing that. So, uh, You ever been to Grand Coulee Dam? I've never been. Man, i got to tell you, it's, it's up there by our ranch, I don't know, probably 80 miles from where my wife's from. And I went over there and saw it. What a, what a city they built around that place. Everybody works at the dam. You can take the dam, dam tour, and you can do all that stuff. So... And then they have uh, they have laser light shows on it. I don't. So anyway, we uh, we're back. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. It's Friday. I'm just kind of sputtering sentence fragments. The uh, talking about oh yeah, who's going to do all the work? Who's doing the work on the highways? They, of course, now the Arizona Republic has taken its mission to turn illegal aliens into saints. I mean, they did a thing about how our fathers being deported, you know, and all this is just goes on and on and on and now the front page today in the arizona republic if if you haven't grabbed it for you locals or if uh you're not going to see it there's a church that has now taken on its uh its new job anyone who is uh slated for deportation can take sanctuary in the church and i'm like this isn't highlander (laughs) what are we just gonna keep going to her there can be only one <laughs> so what you go into the church and ice can't come get you out I, I don't know how can that possibly be it's crazy the states states fighting against the federal government you know i gotta tell you too you people in colorado and up in washington the uh the legal pot thing you know trump's made a few stabs at that so the feds i'll tell you what i think colorado did a great thing for their economy yeah it worked didn't it yeah so, well, you know what? I'm with you. And believe it or not, I mean, when people first heard me, said legalize it. Why? Because look at the money we spend in cops chasing people around. The money. The whole war on drugs. Right. And, then, and then you find out, you know, you talked about Reagan. The whole Iran-Contra thing was all about drugs. 
And drugs only, for money. I was never for, you know, Or legal. guns for drugs. I mean, that was the trade. I was never for legalizing it. And then I read Ron Paul's view on why you want to legalize it. You know, let's face it. Potheads. Potheads don't cause any trouble. They're all just home looking out the window. <laughs> Those are the ones they truly never leave right, the parents' right, basement. Right, right, I mean, you can let them go. You'd never know. You wouldn't see them on the street. <laughs> Just let them go. All they need is a PlayStation and a, or an Xbox, you know. <laughs> be like Brazil, you know. <laughs> Brazil and Argentina had hyperinflation. They gave everybody televisions. Right. And the crime Probably rate. went down. Here's your check and a television. So Plus, it was good for the economy. You know, they built them. And so I don't know. Yeah, so what, you can go into a church? I don't know. And not, and, I, I don't know. know. They can't go ahead. I, I, it sounds like nonsense to me. Yeah, but. Well, that's the front page of the Arizona Republic. We're, it's our, we're now taking anyone slated for deportation. Come in here. So, And, you know, we're Christians. We're supposed to love our I enemies. Guess the, and, I, what is ice like a vampire and they'll <laughs> put the crucifix in the holy water and it'll keep them out? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's got to be. I guess we're just going to get down to one illegal alien. <laughs> <laughs> so and he'll run the church. You know, we've been... We've been going this a long time, and some of the words, the vernaculars that have come up, you know, remember uh, with NAFTA and GATT when they weren't going to ratify that? Are you a separatist? Are you an oh, isolationist? Oh, yeah, I forgot, an isolationist. An isolationist, you know, it used to be under, you know... Uh, it always was an ist. McCarthyism, you know, are right. you a communist? You never want... Are you a communist? Whatever you had done, you straightened right up. I'm not a communist. Racist now. Are you a racist? Racist, right. Yeah. But I got a new one. Elton John. Elton John. Okay. okay, the singer Elton the John. The singer Elton okay. John, regardless of his proclivities, uh, great artist, great artist, without a doubt. Matter of fact, um, we got to Wendy, secretary here. Her uh, husband's ex-husband's brother was sister's college dog, dog Abba, former Abba, roommate. Abba, Abba, Abba. I don't know if you know this. I don't even know I should be talking about it. But Mar when I hired her, she'd worked for me like a year or so, and she goes, "Oh yeah, my uh, my husband's brother is Billy Joel's and Rodney Dangerfield's." List off the stars, agent. And I'm like, yeah, okay, get back to work. <laughs> like, I, yeah, okay. You sure. know what's so funny? I remember the first time she told me that story. Right. And I was in my mind, uh, yeah. sure he is. And what's his name? She goes, uh, Arfa. Guy's last name is Arfa. I'm like, oh, okay, Dennis Arfa. I'm like, all right, yeah, great. Then a year later, she brings in the Rolling Stones, and the whole magazine is dedicated to Dennis Arfa. <laughs> And I, and I'm talking like oh, yeah. a big spread, oh, like yeah. multiple, multiple pages. All the people, these guys are, I'm like, wow. So anyway, Billy Joel Elton John was here, I don't know how many years ago, and we got a limousine because Wendy got us Billy Joel's and Elton John's private skybox. So we, we went there. And anyway, so I have nothing against Billy or Elton John, but Elton John, so we've been to separatist, extremist, racist, communist. He's calling the radio stations. Ageists. <laughs> they are not playing his music. He says they're ageists. Oh, is that... Are you familiar with that term? Not. I ran it by my college graduate, uh, BN, BNSA, I don't know, whatever all her titles are, Leanne, this morning. She says, yes, that's a common phrase now. You're ageist. You're an ageist. Yep. Which is what, you don't you're, like old people? I guess, yeah. You're prejudiced against old people. You're an ageist. So... Anyway, see, don't you people that think it's not worth getting up and listening to this radio program today? See, you learn something. Instead of calling them blue hairs <laughs> or gummers, 
thank God. <laughs> thank God, General Motors, and thank God the globalists have decalibrated the uh, tourists out here, the sun raisins. <laughs> you know, they had yellow Cadillacs, and all you could see was blue hair and knuckles. They, <laughs> they, they'd go by, and every now and then they could take out an entire wing of a Circle K. Oh, now they hit them with Toyotas and Kias, and they bounce off. And they bounce right off. So, you know, I will say this. I love the silver alerts. Yeah, no, I get the amber alerts. Yeah, what's the, the silver alerts are like the amber alerts, but instead of it being a child's gone missing, an old person's gone missing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's lost. Who's this girl, Amber? I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Amber. Alert. I'm assuming that it was a girl that disappeared. Or, Have you ever you know. been in a public uh, place where one of those alerts went off? Everybody, Everybody's falling. <laughs> you think they can't find us? They can find us. I mean, yeah, you got to know by now, Apple must have a self-destruct button. Right, what's, right. what's their name? Right. <laughs> hey, you know what? I will say this. So I don't know if you know this, but uh, a lot of the uh, finance companies now, for all of the uh, what I like to call rental nation in the car industry, have kill switches on these cars and when people stop paying. And lately, that's been happening a lot more. And and there uh, there's a couple of lawsuits because people would be like driving on the freeway. And they shut it off. And they shut it off. Ooh. You're done. Your ride is over. Yeah. <laughs> Something like right out of the Fifth Element. Your credits have expired. <laughs> You're out of time. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're not out of time. We got a couple segments left. Stay with us. We can take it. We'll be back after these messages. No ages here. No ages. No. Uh, by the way, my daughter, Leanne, called in. I got her initials wrong. Excuse me. She's already... It's, all, it's right. like an alphabet. So how do you keep them straight? No, so what is it? It's B-S-N. Bachelor B-S-N. Science. B-S-N. Bachelor Science Nursing. So, I so B-S Mercy. B-S <laughs> You tell her. I'm not telling her. <laughs> she, I look at pictures... If you're a nurse, you got to take a lot of B-S. I know that. Every day goes by, she acts more and more like her mother. I become more and more afraid of her. <laughs> I'm just going to slowly back away from my daughter. It's getting kind of creepy. Put the there. knife down, honey. <laughs> you know, it's funny, too. You know, this, in this world, I don't know if you really need college degrees. The robots are taking over. We can actually teach one to cook and clean and then send the women to work. We're back to being Indians again. <laughs> Well, all we got to do is hunt, fish, and drink all day. <laughs> I think we're That's not that funny because they already, I think they already have that. I know. So. There's a big article in the Wall Street Journal. There's this picture of this huge truck on the road, self-driving trucks. Yeah, this is just going to be bizarre. The first one of those that wipes out an NFL football game or something with nobody in it. They're going to be like, what? The truck's going to load itself with explosives. And- <laughs> It's going to start mowing people down at a festival. I can see it now. Right. They it. made a movie about that where the, the trucks took over. Right, right, right. They were in the gas station and they had it surrounded. Yeah, and that's something. That's what they'll be to. They'll have helicopters. Details at five. Peterbilt, run away. Won't listen to anybody. <laughs> Everybody's like, is my wife driving that thing? It just keeps saying reboot, reboot. <laughs> 
going to happen? You know it's going to happen. And who, the question is, the attorneys, you know, they're all there. This is the dream come true because now you don't have to sue some drunk guy named Jose. All right? It's going to be, you know, some huge, Peterbilt. Huge corporation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about, you know, a lot of money here. Speaking of talking, Janet Yellen's going to give a great talk today. We're all waited uh, with bated breath if she's going to be very hawkish or dovish. And then I'm just going to read to you. And this all happened. This is the last 24 hours. And you tell me how good the economy is. Appliance retailer, this is an East Coast retailer. H.H. Gregg is closing 88 stores and three distribution centers. And they're getting ready, it looks like, to have to file for bankruptcy. And the other 132 stores they have left are going to be next. Okay, so another mall retailer, East Coast chain. East right? Coast chain. They had oh, they had over 200 stores. It looks like they're going under. Vanity, they're a uh, Midwest retailer. They are a woman's apparel company retailer. 140 stores in 27 states, all closing. Going out of business. Abercrombie and Fitch said they're closing 60 more stores. They just closed 53. Now they're going to close 60 more. And then they said on their conference call, we have 700 stores left. Wow. Three or half of those, about 350 of them, the leases end next year. And all of the CEO would say is, we're going to close more. Well, yeah, I mean, they need to close them now, but they'll get sued for the for the contango on the rest of, right. the, of the lease, so they might as well just finish up. Boeing laid off 1,800 workers. They gave them buyouts because they're nice people. Tesla laid off 3,000 Solar City employees. But don't worry, because Snapchat had its IPO yesterday, and it was a big hit. Apparently, according to Wall Street, Snapchat which has never made any money, and no one over the age of, like, 22 uses it, is now worth more money than Target, Kellogg's, Lowe's, Kroger. Wow. Wow. What a statement. What a statement. So really, and they, nobody, so they don't have to turn a profit, obviously, and they don't have, we don't need people to work. What are we going to do with these malls? I got an idea. What are we going to do with it? Well, they're looking for a new, the, the Coyotes are looking for a new home. <laughs> you know when they tore down Los Arcos Mall, right. that was going to be, yeah. they should have just said, just go into the mall. Right. Just leave it there and, and go turn, freeze the thing over and skate on it. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen. But of course, you know, if the Trump really does bring the American stuff back and, you know, and brings everything back to work. I mean, I think it's going to be like, you know, uh, the Rain Man. <laughs> It's going to be Rain Man Economics. How much is a U.S.-made candy bar, Ray? About $100. <laughs> How much is a Chinese Buick? About $100. So, I mean, you know, it's just it's just going to be all these balances are going to have to come back into play. And, and you know that's the only way this is going to work. You understand that? We've already been through the other way. Remember when your house was worth a million and then only worth 300000 You people here in the North Valley? That's not much fun, is it? Okay. When you go the other way, when we hyperinflate and devalue the currency with $100 trillion of debt and unfunded liabilities, ultimately that's the only way out of it, and we have to do it. And Donald Trump knows it. Can it be done that way? Absolutely. Will it last? No. But every society, since the beginning of time, has deflated their currency until ultimately they started weighing it and, and instead of counting it. Not one country has ever paid off its debt, ever, since the beginning of time. 
they all default. Never been a city pay off its debt, ever. A county, ever, ever, ever in this country. They default. And ultimately will default, too, with a current, and then they just change the money over. And ultimately, whatever they have costs a whole lot more than what you got. And that's what this company's been about, always taking the time to put things away that are real, things that are tangible, that you have them and you hang on to them, not because you're going to get rich or double or triple your money, and sure, all those market movements have been nice since we've opened that, and the gyrations, and at certain times, you know, you've made a lot of money in short trades, but in reality, you want to always have something put away that you can count on, something that's there, something that you can hand down to your children also that nobody knows about, and something that will allow you to function in a hyperinflated society. And a $20 gold piece, in spite of all the news and everything, is worth a cow. You realize when gold spiraled up here, hit its last market cycle high near 1900 that a steer, 1,200-pound steer, that's about what it cost, do you realize that $20 gold piece? They talk about no motto during Phyllis Schlafly that in 1907, the St. Gaudens, that the uh, first coin ever made in this country that did not have our motto, our nation's motto, in God we trust, trust. Mm-hmm. it would buy a cow. So it would buy a cow in 07, would buy a cow in 2017. You know what? There's a lot of people that can't eat in this country because they don't have one or in this world. And that's why we do what we do. Final segment coming up. Stay with us. We'll be back right after these messages. You never know what Ramon's going to play. I can't wait to hear it. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm East Bound, just like a bandit run. Oh, Ramon, you're killing me. Killing me. That's excellent. That's awesome. Jerry Reed. How about that? Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. He's bounding down. That's funny, man. Front page of the business section here. Final segment. Welcome back. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. If President Donald Trump's hardline stance on illegal immigration leads to large scale deportations, among those hurt is going to be the U.S. economy. That's the view of many economists who say the United States cannot afford to suddenly lose vast numbers of immigrants who work illegally, picking fruit and vegetables, building houses, bussing tables, staffing meatpacking plants, and cleaning hotel rooms. We need them. They tried the day without an immigrant. Remember, it used to be the day without a Mexican. Okay, now they vastly <laughs> were immigrants. <laughs> It was. They, they I didn't know. I did not notice a single thing when no, they you did. Tell. They no. Good. So, you know, I don't know if they just didn't do it here or. No, they were supposed to. You were supposed to not go to work in March. Day without an immigrant. They made a movie. Day without a Mexican. But uh, so anyway, there's uh, there's things facing this country, and you know, so like the you know add levity to situations on Fridays. We call this Jack Daniels Friday. It's my favorite day of the week. Always has been. But um, in reality, there is something coming in this country that we are all going to have to choose a side. You know, and uh, as I opened the show with, a a house divided against itself cannot stand. And that was Abraham Lincoln who said that, talking about pre-Civil War. That's where that address was made. So, could this country go into the Civil War? Are we in one now? I don't know. I mean, you've got to be careful about what you say. I mean... My friends and I have a lot of friends on both sides of the equation here, and uh, we all pretty much decided, and as many families have, to just not discuss it. So 
Because if you get it out in the open, the riot could break out. So, anyway, what are the markets doing, Joe? A uh, quick look here at the markets as we await for Janet Yellen to give her speech. Uh, gold and silver are, are down. Gold's down eight twelve hundred twenty five dollars. Silver's down three cents seventeen dollars and sixty seven cents in Wall Street. Uh, they're down also, but not a lot. Dow's down twenty five. The S and P's down three. The Nasdaq's lower. Gold as still well. out appreciating. Uh Still, yep. for the year. Yep. Well, you don't read that anywhere. No, they don't want to tell you that. But you know what's coming back? The old Dow. The Dow indice is now starting to appear everywhere. So yes, yeah, the ticker, right? Yeah, it's actually the Dow is below twenty one thousand right now at twenty thousand nine seventy six. Because you didn't hear it, you didn't hear. It. And the Dow closed today at eighty three hundred, down under ten thousand again for the eighteenth time. So you know, I think. Well, you know what? People don't want to hear it. Well, now they do. They like so. Now it's everywhere. It's all good news. So. But, you know, I have to tell you, I think the liberals are buying gold. I think Nancy Pelosi is, should be the new spokesman on national public radio for the American Gold Eagle program. And I think everybody should get one with their welfare checks. <laughs> so, you know, the, the numbers are horrible. Welfare's down to 638000 That's all there is. So, because they're buying it. You know, I have to tell you, my... Uh, no wonder why I'm dead in here. Yeah. I don't think any liberals listen to this show. So don't be mad at them. They're holding the gold markets together. And All I, you liberals, so. $20 gold pieces, Liberties or St. God, $1,280. Any limit? You want to put a limit on that or just... No limit. I'm going to go 1280 Get them while you can, because you never know what's going to happen over the weekend. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. And we, uh, well, Joe will see you on Monday. I'll see you next Friday. Take care. Bye now.